the Habib Singh Podcast. Welcome back to the Habib Singh Podcast. On today's podcast, we're not going to have anyone. It's a solo episode and we're going to be answering your questions about intermittent fasting. So let's get right into it. The questions were sent in via Instagram. So thank you so much for everyone who sent in the questions. Before we go any further, make sure to smash the thumbs up button and also leave a comment with your questions so that I can answer them on the next solo podcast. And if you want to get your questions answered, if you want to have any questions regarding intermittent fasting, then just drop me a message, follow me on Instagram. It's at askharbir, A-S-K-H-A-R-B-I-R, and then I can get those questions answered for you as well. All right, so let's get right into it. First question people often ask is, how do you start IF? Now, it really depends on what stage you're at in your journey. So if you are completely new to intermittent fasting, but you're really highly motivated, like I was, my brother passed away, I wanted to reduce my blood pressure, I wanted to lose fat, because I know fat around the midsection particularly increase your risk of heart disease. So I tried different things and intermittent fasting worked for me. So the, the suckiness of having to fast until midday, that hunger you feel, uh, all of those things were minuscule compared to the motivation I had to be around for my family and to to not die. So that, that was big enough motivation for me to just jump right into it and wake up one day, decide not to eat till 12 and then finish my meals by eight. So that's the window of eating time that I chose, 12 to eight. So that's eight hours of eating within any 24 hour period. So 16 hours fasted plus eight hours eating equals 24. Now what window you choose is is up to you. But if you're gonna try it, it might one methodology is just to jump right into it and tomorrow wake up and think, all right, I'm gonna set my alarm till 12 p.m., which is lunchtime and I'm not gonna eat until 12 p.m. And then you go about your day when 12 p.m. then you just break your fast with the breakfast that you'd usually have. Ideally something healthy like muesli, porridge with some source of protein like peanut butter, uh, flax seeds, that kind of thing. Uh, so healthy fats, healthy protein, and healthy long last, long slow release carbohydrates. So that, that would be kind of the, the breakfast that you'd eat and then you'd eat as normal. So, so you wanna get your meals in, but within your eating window. So like breakfast, like the porridge might be at 12 and then maybe two or three, you have another meal. And then maybe like five or six, you have another meal. And then maybe before you go to sleep, you have a handful of almonds or some some kind of um, fats or proteins to keep you satiated so you can get through to the next day. So that's that's one approach. The other approach is what other people do is is be very analytical, read all the books, watch all the videos of people who've done it, famous people like Terry Crews, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And Terry Crews was actually put onto intermittent fasting by The Rock, by Dwayne Johnson. So um, the, the, those kind of people are really like um, J-Lo, J Jennifer Lopez, um, Jennifer Anderson. Those are the kind of really big names that promote intermittent fasting in terms of um, famous people. But there's, there's loads of athletes as well. If you're into CrossFit, the, the two biggest names, um, so uh, which escaped me right now. The not Matt Frazier, the other guy, you know who I'm talking about, the legend of CrossFit. Um, he won the games three times before Matt Frazier. He does intermittent fasting, and there's something called the Good, I think Good Fellas. They have a coffee brand, so it's uh, Dan Bailey, um, the guy from the army, and this other guy. The names will come to me. So 
those are some famous athletes. GSP, if you're into UFC, GSP is another famous athlete. Um, he says it helped him with his gut problems. And one of the biggest doctors in this field is Dr. Fung, who is from Canada. And GSP you know, deals with him um, personally in relation to monitoring his progress with his intermittent fasting and, and getting guidance and all that kind of stuff. So luckily you have me to guide you for free. So let's, um, hopefully that answers your questions. You can either do lots of research, read Dr. Fung's book, read um, Dr. Michael Mosley's book, uh, watch a documentary, eat, eat fast, and live longer, um, which is a BBC documentary that kind of made it famous in the UK. Or you could just jump right into it like I did, try it, see how it works. But really you want to give it at least, at least a couple of months, to be honest, to give it a fair shot. If you don't have a couple of months, maybe do 30 days. And how should you do it in terms of the, the, the timings and the days? It's completely up to you. Depends on how quickly you want to get results. If you want to get results fast like I did, I uh, really wanted to reduce my body fat and reduce the, the strain on my heart and reduce my blood pressure fast, I did every day. Um, if you can't, if that's too much and weekends you want to have prone time, you want to relax, then maybe just do weekdays. So just do, or maybe do three days a week, whatever works for you. But the more intense the fast, the quicker the results you'll get. Um, so that's something to bear in mind in terms of eating window I would work that out by thinking alright when do you currently have breakfast let's say you have breakfast at 7 in the morning and let's say your last snack is a glass of milk at 10pm at night so then you're, you're only fasted for, for a 9 hours a day and then I would I would if you want to do it the graduate way instead of going from 12 to 8 or, or 2 to 10 which are the most common eating windows um, you could do something like eat breakfast at eight and then finish your dinner by nine. So instead of five, what was that? Instead of nine hours, you're now getting 11. 11 is a lot more respectable. So that that's the kind of the casual approach and the, the very serious approach. Uh, the next question is, I'm gonna actually try and say who sent these questions, but I think I've, I think I've missed that boat. So one question is, is 18, 16, 8 better than 18 hours of fasting for weight loss purposes? If you're, is, what's best for weight loss? If you're strictly just trying to lose weight and you don't have long to do it, then very strict. The stricter the fast, the better. So warrior diet, four hours. Bobbin, who's like one of my most famous people that I've advised, he lost a stone in a week and then he lost something ridiculous, like 25 kg over six months. He did the warrior diet, which is 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., so four hour eating window. If you can manage five, if you can manage six, if you can manage seven, if you can manage eight, whatever you can manage, nine, ten, um, as long as it's better than what you're doing now, you'll, you'll make changes. But if you're in up for drastic weight loss, then from fasting, then you're going to need a narrow window. Uh, next question is, and on that note, if you want to do it the way I did it, which was over a six months period, I lost two stones, so 16 kg, then you want to do it gradually. So don't have, don't have an eating window which you can't maintain, that you can only do for five days and then you have to stop doing intermittent fasting because you're like, this is too hard or it's not working. You need more than five days to know if it's really working. Um, you need at least 30. And uh, Bobbin lost a ridiculous amount of weight because he had a lot of weight to lose. So it's about percentage of body fat, not so much about the, the, the weight someone loses. If someone is 60 kg and they have two kg to lose, they're gonna be losing grams. Whereas someone who's 150 kg and they have 50 kg to lose, they're going to be losing stones. Okay, so 
slow and steady wins the race um, I, over a long term period but if, if some people do want to just lose a lot of weight fast so then maybe consider warrior diet does intermittent fasting cause muscle loss now most of the questions I got were around around this so there, there seems to be a big conception about around muscle loss and intermittent fasting the first point I would say is look at the look at the literature I've studied I've looked at Google Scholar and I've looked at the evidence on um, muscle loss during fasting and there is no evidence for muscle loss during fasting even in people who are sick in hospital provided they maintain resistance training so you have to if you're doing 100 press ups a day you need to continue doing 100 press ups a day because the body has a use it or lose it system so if you go from doing 100 press ups a day eating ad libum which means you eat whenever you want and then go from that to intermittent fasting and you don't do any exercise your body doesn't need that those muscle fibers anymore they're inefficient so you will your body will break them down and will eat them to be more efficient of a machine so you have to um you have to bear that in mind now the second point to this is people feel stronger and bigger when they're eating ad limum so they they eat whenever they want and they they kind of a little bit fat as well and they think okay i've lost a bit of i've lost a bit of size and i don't feel as strong because my energy levels aren't as good when i'm working out because i'm working out first thing in the morning and I'm fasted so hence i must be losing muscle mass and in terms of lean muscle mass one of my clients his name is ogc do definitely give him a follow on instagram he's a, he's a bodybuilder it takes him it takes him 3 it takes him a year to gain 3 kgs in muscle mass lean muscle mass so if you want to really find out if you've got lean muscle mass, you need a bod pod, you need ways of measuring it which are more accurate than and calipers and, and scales, but that's that's one indication is a scale or a caliper. But really, lean muscle mass is not something you get over a month or two months or three months of training. It takes a long period of time, so you're not going to lose it as well that quickly. You're not going to um, have a week on intermittent fasting and lose lean muscle mass. So what you're losing is actually fat and water and all of that kind of stuff you lose size so people think they're losing muscle mass but it's not muscle mass you're losing so to counteract that you need to eat you need to eat a lot during your eating window if you want to do um, if you want to do intermittent fasting and maintain your size if you want to gain size if you want to get bigger if you want to get bulkier then intermittent fasting is probably not for you Next question is, have you ever done more than a 16-hour fast? Yeah, the longest fast I did was, it was supposed to be for a week. I managed five days. It's a very spiritual experience. We had to do it at university as part of um, our natu naturopathy unit that we were studying there. So there's natural forms of treatment for, for diseases. And they were saying you shouldn't really prescribe fasting to somebody if you haven't done it yourself. So they, you had to do a prolonged fast and keep a diary. And it was rough especially i think the first first day or two was really rough i was dreaming about having burgers and chips and then after a while i think after like day three or four it started feeling like a very spiritual experience started having a clear head and just loads of energy even though i wasn't eating anything it was just on water and just felt amazing and it was incredible because the biggest insight to me was how much time food takes up so it's not just not just the eating consumption of food not just the preparation but just the thinking about what am i going to eat the washing up afterwards the um sourcing of food in terms of going to the shops and getting it when you eliminate food for a period of time 
it's crazy how life changes and you just realize you have this abundance of time and um, focus so it's a really it's a it's a unique experience and I, i'd recommend everyone have that experience and the old greek philosophers like aristotle and plato you you weren't allowed into their philosophical schools unless you unless you fasted it was it was basically rites of passage into more spiritual life and if you look at all the major religions apart from Sikhism like you look at Christianity Judaism and Islam fasting is um, a part of all of those faiths and Buddhism Buddhism there's a, a famous quote by Buddha saying he only eats twice a day and um, it's it, he called it the key to living a healthy life okay next question but you want to do that under medical guidance. Don't just, if you've never fasted before, I wouldn't recommend doing the week, things like that. You need to build up and you need to monitor a few things like your energy levels. I wouldn't go operate heavy machinery or like walk along close to train tracks and things like that on your first day of fast. You really, personally, I would do it when I've got a couple of days off and I might just be sitting at home relaxing and I can sleep more and, and you will initially have symptoms like headaches and funny like bowel movements and uh, you know you might get diarrhea you may get um, really smelly stools and you, while your body detoxes ideally you want to be in a state where you can rest and not in the thick of work how to maintain low mu maintain muscle mass on low calories so it's not really possible to maintain muscle mass on low calories unless you unless you the calories that you are consuming are the adequate amount of protein you you need to s support the amount of muscle mass you currently have in terms of the American uh, Association for Sports Medicine, they they recommend uh, two grams per kilogram of body weight, which is different to what bodybuilders recommend, and it should be because not everyone is a bodybuilder and wants to look like that. So, uh, to for me, if I'm eighty kgs, I would need to eat one hundred and sixty grams of protein per day, and that's going to be very difficult to do on a low calorie diet. It's going to require supplementation, but you definitely want to eat real healthy food which doesn't have additives and preservatives and stuff like that as well so you want a mix of that so it's going to be difficult for you to do that on a low calorie diet intermittent fasting isn't about lowering calories necessarily it's about creating uh, ketosis in your body letting your body do its housekeeping and breaking down fat and and cancerous cells and and all of that kind of stuff um while your body doesn't have the stress of having to digest food And you also need to maintain your strength training again, as mentioned earlier. Next question. Is it just for losing weight or are there any other benefits? Um, most people do it to lose weight, to be honest. Probably like 90% of people that I know do it for weight loss. Personally, I, I'm doing it right now for focus because I find that if I tell myself I need to get a good chunk of work done before I eat, I'm just more focused I'm more productive, I have a clearer mind, so that's why I'm doing it currently. But most of the time, like 90% of the time, it's because of of um, fat loss reasons, not necessarily weight loss. Okay, and fat loss is different to weight loss. So I could be a rugby player, I could be very heavy, but very lean. So you don't necessarily want to lose weight, you want to lose fat around the abdomen. That's the most kind of dangerous kind. And scale weight is a bit deceptive. It can fluctuate depending on salt intake, time of the month, all sorts of things. Sleep. How to maintain... Is it... Okay, any other benefits for people looking to maintain bulk? 
or bulk. I wouldn't recommend it for somebody who's trying to bulk. I would just stick with calorie surplus and um, progressive overload with your training and maybe get a, a coach to help you through that process. If like if you're doing progressive overload, you might be doing a sport like powerlifting or bodybuilding. And so having some a personal trainer who's got experience in that um, and has competed in professional bodybuilding, that kind of stuff, well, that, that would be really valuable in terms of diet and, and training and the intensity needed to bulk in a good way. You don't want to bulk in a bad way through like Jaffa cakes and things like that. That's not good for you. Okay, how do you start and keep up with it? We've talked about how to start. Start slow and steady wins a race. And to keep up with it, it does become a routine. So I, I got to the point after doing it for a while where it felt unnatural and, and made me feel sickly to eat um, early in the morning. So you will get to a point where you're just comfortable with it and it just becomes routine. And it only really gets challenging about kind of 10, 30, 11 um, o'clock. And, and to push for an hour is pretty easy. More questions about bulking. Uh, let's see what other questions we got here. Is there an app which I recommend to keep track of fasting progress? I've tried a couple of apps, but to be honest, I'm trying digital minimalism and not to use my phone too much and, and so I can be more present with kids and family and, and contribute and help you guys more uh, by not being distracted. So I personally don't, I don't stick to using apps. Um, I do find using alarms can be helpful. So I know that by this time I need to stop eating and this time I need to start. So I find I struggle about 11 o'clock in the mornings to get through to 12. But if I've got the alarm set and I know I'm pushed through to 12, then after 12, it's, I, I kind of okay even if I wait a little bit longer if I'm busy. So staying busy is definitely key. Um, and even in the evenings, it's a bit of a challenge to make sure you eaten, you've eaten enough before 8 because you don't really want to be eating a large heavy meal before you go to sleep in, in gen general, even if you're not doing IF. And if you haven't eaten enough, it's very difficult to stay consistent with intermittent fasting. So you do need to eat properly. Last question, does it work for everyone? Unfortunately, there's no solution out there, whether it's ketogenic diet, Atkins diet, low carb diet, South Beach diet, um, vegan diet. There's no diet out there that works for everyone. And that's what I've learned over 10 years in this, in the health and fitness industry. And um, in terms of practicing intermittent fasting for around six years, there is, there is no one size fits all. And, and coaching a lot of people as well. So, and helping people on Instagram, um, seeing people's transformations, seeing hundreds of transformations. It, it's, it's very individual journey. Some people, you know, they want to have breakfast with their kids. So they'll eat like nine, like eight till, eight till four. Or some people find that tracking their calories on MyFitnessPal or another fitness app really helps them, um, be mindful of, of how much they're consuming and whether they're getting the right amount of macros and all that kind of stuff. Some people like, uh, like ketogenic diets and just eating paneer and, and things like that. So you have to do what works for you. You might need to experiment a bit. Intermittent fasting works for me because it's very low effort. I just wait to eat. Um, I can still eat everything I want to eat. I can still eat pronti, I can still eat roti, I can still have a normal uh, Punjabi diet. So that's why I, I, I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. It doesn't cost anything, it's free. And there's loads of other benefits beside uh, weight loss and fat loss. 
such as um, reductions in, in cancer, um, cancer cells in the body, um, improved focus. Uh, it can help with, some people believe it can help with spirituality and, and clarity of mind. And, and um, uh, Gandhi, in his autobiography, he used fasting as a tool to help him uh, abstain from uh, other kind of primal desires like um, uh, adultery and all those kind of things that he, he potentially could have experienced if he had come to the UK alone like he did and South Africa alone like he did having having the practice of fasting and having that mental self-discipline really helped him so there's there's lots of potential benefits but you just got to try try out different systems see which one works for you the key to all of this is the the diet that works best is the one that you can stick with so do the thing that you think you can maintain for the rest of your life otherwise if you're going to do it for a month or two there's, there's probably no point the research shows you're probably going to gain more weight than you did to start off with because you lose something called self-efficacy when you do something and fail at it you kind of think oh well i'm useless it's not going to work for me and then you end up gaining even more weight than you started with so slow and steady do something that you find works for you is easy for you to manage and um, fits your lifestyle and then take it from there so if, if you're trying to bulk and and that's your biggest priority then maybe intermittent fasting isn't for you maybe tracking your calories is for you um if you're if you're allergic to gluten maybe maybe ketogenic diet is ideal for you so just play around with things and and see if this journey of life is is such that we're in the university of life and we, we've got every day to wake up again and try again and try and figure things out and see what helps us and what hinders us in terms of our physical, spiritual and emotional and relational growth. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do leave me a comment. Do smash the thumbs up button so I can make some more of these if I get some good feedback. If I can get to 50 likes, I'll make another video. Thank you.